our trackmates. Lower your iPod and surrender your time. Your enthusiasm and passion for Star Trek will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trekmate Podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack all hands battle stations. Don't worry, we will get to the bottom of this. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Trekmate. My name's Wayne Emery. And my name's Paul Drinkwater. Now, Paul, what episode are we on now? Uh, episode 6. Episode 6. I know, it's flying past. It is, it really is. And uh, we have quite a special episode for everybody. We today. do. We've got, we've got a few changes going on. Yep. And we hope that everybody likes that. But um, first of all, Paul, um, I, th- I think you might need to just let everybody know that there's not something wrong with your mic. No, no, my mic is absolutely fine. Unfortunately, I was struck down with laryngitis at the beginning of the week. So uh, I apologise if I sound a bit croaky and crackly or if my voice breaks up at any any, any point. So uh, Wayne's going to be doing a majority of the talking today and I'll uh, pop in every now and then when I don't think I'm about to lose my voice. And I'll tell you what, Paul, I don't think I can do this by myself at the moment because I can only talk so much. Well, yeah. So uh, we've enlisted the help of uh, one of our earliest listeners. And, yes. And good friend to Trekmate. It's uh, our friend, the uh, Quizmaster from At Trek Trivia, and that is Mark Stamper. Hello, Mark. Hello. Hello, Mark. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, my voice is going now. <laughs> Hi guys, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, it's a it's a real privilege. I'm very geeked out to be here. <laughs> Don't worry, we're, we're just as geeked out to have you on board as well. Yeah, it's nice to know that people are actually uh, want to be on the show. <laughs> exactly, and that's the thing. What what makes it so nice for me is like you was pr- one of the the earliest uh, like people to like start taking up the uh, the Trekmate podcasts. And uh, it's you guys that have really made us love what we're doing even more. Yeah, yeah, it's a great show. I um, I really enjoy it. Excellent. Uh, yeah, no. So, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Mark uh, actually runs a uh, Twitter account uh, called At Trek Trivia. Did you want to tell everyone a little bit about it, Mark? Okay, so, uh, yeah, Trek Trivia. Uh, there's actually two of us who run the account. There's uh, myself and there's Anthony, who lives in Florida, mm-hmm. and we take it in turns. And we alternate uh, weeks, and we run, we run quizzes on there. We ask questions, and uh, it's fastest finger first, as it were, on Twitter. Um, we've been running the account since around February uh, last year. Uh, but we weren't the actual the actual original founders of Trek Trivia. Um, the person who was running it previously, I think he got a little 
a little tired of it, a little bored of it. And um, I think, to be honest, he was running out of, of questions to ask. So uh, it was one Friday evening last January. I was uh, having a couple of beers and um, sitting on Twitter and uh, some questions popped up and I did pretty yeah. well. And at the end of uh, the end of the quiz, he uh, said, if anyone's interested in taking over the account, then let us know. So I did. And uh, I then had to run through a little competition. Um, prove you were worthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to prove I was worthy. Yeah, there was five or <laughs> six of us entered, and Anthony and I um, were chosen to be the new uh, quiz masters, and uh, we haven't looked back since. Excellent. And, uh, well, that's the thing. So you, have you got anything special planned to uh, celebrate the year anniversary, a bit of a, a quiz-a-thon? Um, I hadn't actually thought of it, but I think that's a really good idea. I might have to come up with a, a special theme. Um, actually early February, so yeah, I think I will have to come up with something, that's a great idea, so you guys have got any uh, ideas, or any of the listeners have got uh, any ideas for some great uh, themes for the quiz, then uh, I'd be more than happy to receive them. Yeah, we'll put our thinking caps on. Yeah, and apparently we've got quite a few listeners now, so hopefully uh, we get some ideas off the back of that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And if any of the listeners are interested in following along, um, Mm -hmm. they can just follow at Trek Trivia on Twitter. As Mm -hmm. I say, um, I run the quizzes every other week, so this week yeah. coming is actually Anthony's turn. Um, so it, it depends where you live, really. I mean, if you're if you're UK based, then you'll really only be able to follow along on my weeks because because of the time differences. It's usually 3 a.m. when Anthony runs his quizzes. But um, if you're but based in the US, you can generally follow both uh, quizzes. I run them around about 10 p.m. usually on a Monday and a Thursday. Excellent. Well, that's the thing. You normally do tweet and let everybody know. Yeah, uh, when I, they're going I, I on. Do, yeah, I send out a, f- a few tweets in advance just letting people know when it is and, and what the theme is uh, for but, that particular quiz. But also to have uh, someone in the US as well uh, run it really gives uh, like both territories uh, a good chance to join in with yeah, uh, absolutely. the fun. Yeah, yeah, we've got a lot of the world covered there, so uh, that, that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so, so tell us, how long have you been watching Trek then? Oh, well... I watched Trek as a child. Um, I watched the original series with my parents. I can remember um, watching it on a, I think it was on a Wednesday on, uh, on BBC Two. But I didn't really get into Star Trek until uh, the next generation started here in the UK. Mm-hmm. So that would have been 89, 90, something like that, I think yeah, it started. Yeah, so, it, yeah, so I, I, I was around 14, 15 at the time and uh, really, really got into it. And... Um, that's did where my, my love of Trek uh, has, has uh, come from. Did you um, like join the next generation straight from the get-go at season one, or did you uh, like jump in slightly later? No, I was, th- I was there uh, for episode one, so I watched it all right the way from Encounter at Farpoint all the way, all the way through to uh, All Good Things. Excellent. And uh, what is your favourite series? The Next Generation. Yeah. It still a, is. <laughs> I, I like Voyager, I like DS9... Um, I liked Enterprise, but the next generation is is, the, the, is the far and away the best series for me. They, they always say you never never get over your first love. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and that's the thing. to be honest with the next generation. What always got me is just the whole crew dynamic that they had. They had such a, a tightly knit group that really bounced off of each other so well. Yeah, that's right. It's um, it, it did take them a little while to get going, I think. But by the time you got to for me, I think it was season three was yeah. where it really started to pick well, up. I'm, I'm watching them at the moment, and I've done a lot in it. I've 
done nearly the whole of season four in the last sort of week and a half. Yeah. And it's spot on, you know, all of a sudden they're gelling so much now. It's just such a pleasure to watch. Because I think in, yeah. in season one, it was, it, it was a bit of a shame that Denise Crosby uh, like decided to leave because I think all of the characters really didn't flourish as much as they later would. No. But uh, but as I said before, unfortunately, but if Denise Crosby hadn't have left, then Worf wouldn't have maybe been as much for yeah. uh, like a character that was so. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure how long Worf would have survived it. Uh, you know, you in season him. one, he was he was awful. Um, so it really wasn't until season two and three that they they actually built on his character. I just like um, the fact that every season his forehead changes a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, the, the makeup got slightly better and. Uh, yeah, they grew his hair, and yeah, he looked different in every single series. But there you go. But also, but saying that, it's still well worth uh, rewatching uh, season one and two because they do. Oh, absolutely! It, there there were some brilliant episodes. That's the thing because oh, I'm, you'll know. Uh, I'm trying to think of the episode uh, towards the end of season one where the alien bugs are invading people's bodies and conspiracy. Conspiracy. That's right. Yeah. Great. No. Episode. That is a brilliant episode. Yeah. And still one of my all-time favourites is from uh, is from season two, and that's Q Who. Oh, yeah. Yes. The first yeah. Borg episode. Yeah. Absolutely love that episode. Really, really. Um, I, I'm a big Borg fan, and I just thought, mm-hmm. watching that the first time, I thought, these guys are so scary. They're so cool. And uh, it had Q in it as well, so... You know, fantastic. He is a superb actor, that guy. John Delancey yeah, is absolutely he really is fantastic. Good. He's so much confidence there, isn't there? He's, it just, he just does it. It's like he's not even trying. You know, some people, when they're when you're watching them, you can really see them trying to be the part and everything. But him, it's, it's just, just flows. It flows off of him. It really does. But also, uh, like coming back to the Borg as well, what I loved about the Borg is for so long, there was just such an unknown about them. Yeah. In the sense of, uh, there is no particular face to them. They are like exactly. uh, because they're just one huge collective. Yeah, it it just makes them that much more uh, yeah. scary. Unlike, yeah. unlike yeah. When you get to, when you get to the sort of series like Voyager, you're so used to the Borg. You know, I think for uh, when they were going through Borg space, it was it was a general theme. Was that you saw them all the time? You got you, you got a bit used to them. But in the next gen, it was very much as you said, a new thing, and they were they did them very well. They were very scary, yeah. Well, I, I'd agree with that. With in the next generation, they were they were just so cool. But yeah, by the time it got to Voyager, it was the Borg ship, and the Borg seemed a lot easier to defeat as well in Voyager. Yeah, Basically, they were they were almost completely indestructible in the next generation, which was one of the things that made them so scary and just such cool aliens. Yeah, yeah, and also until obviously first contact. Uh, Mike, because up until then you didn't have any one particular representative of the Borg other than Locutus. Yeah. Uh, but then in First Contact they then introduced the Borg Queen, Queen yeah. as well, which uh, some fans didn't particularly like because they liked the fact that it was all one like faceless entity. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I I think I'd agree with you a little having the Queen in there. They often do that in the movies, don't they? They um. They'll introduce new themes and concepts, and you think, hang on a minute. Well, that's the thing. Unfortunately, sometimes when they are making movies, because it's Hollywood, they want to be trying to cater to the whole market rather than to the yeah. Full audience. Yeah, which which does irritate me slightly, because I think there's enough Star Trek fans out there 
that yeah. they don't really need to appeal to everyone else. Even if just all, all the Trekkies just went to see the movie, they'd still make a ton of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I've taken issue I... with some of the movies. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> uh, no, that, it's totally understandable, because you're right. It's a question... If they did just look after the core audience, there are plenty of us out there. And the thing is, if they did just concentrate on the core audience, they could concentrate solely on providing a brilliant Trek uh, story that then everybody would love, uh, like, undoubtedly. And we'd all just put our hands up and say, OK, if you're going to do that, we'll go and see it twice, just to make up the numbers. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll buy it on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. That's the thing. I uh, I can't count the amount of uh, pounds that I've spent on Star Trek merchandise and paraphernalia. No, it doesn't bear thinking about really, does it? <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the DVD collection. I've got all of the movie, oh, all of the um, every episode of every series, and uh, I've I've ripped all my DVDs and put them on a um, on a drive connected to my PlayStation, so I've got instant access to to any episode, which is really really cool. No, I, I, that was my dream for a long, long time to have every episode of Star Trek, and now I have it. So it's, uh, it, it's it's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful feeling just to be able to drop into any episode you want at any time. Well, I, I went for ages thinking I'd seen all of the next gen, and um, I've recently got I got them off eBay for so I think it was seventy pounds for all of them. Wow. I'm working my way through. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm working my way through them all, and so far I haven't seen one episode where I go, "Oh, I remember this one." Because my memory is so terrible. I could, as I said on a previous episode, I could watch something, and then, you know, six months later, I could watch it again and thoroughly enjoy it again, because I can't really remember when I last watched it. Yeah. But I'm just watching them, it's just like I'm watching them brand new. Oh, it's brilliant. I'm absolutely loving it. And I'll tell you what I love with uh, today's like, technology, this question. Uh, at the moment, I am building up my uh, Star Trek collection. Uh, again on DVD because previously I had them all on VHS. Yeah. I had the entire the uh, original series, Next Gen, Voyager, and then some the, the DVD. Yeah. And, <laughs> but the thing was, it was literally I. I luckily I had older brothers and sisters, so by the time that I was at an age where I was starting to collect stuff, they had all uh, left ship and moved out. Yeah. Uh, so I had a like a bedroom and my own small sitting room. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, I had literally put shelving from floor to ceiling on both sides, and one entire wall was all of the uh, Star Trek videos, just because wow. for, for one series, you're talking at least like uh, two to three foot. Yeah, 25 <laughs> to 30 space. videos, because then he used to put two on a video, didn't they? Yeah, it was two episodes per video, oh, so it was about so, 13 episodes. I used to be so jealous when I came around yours in the morning before we went to school, because you'd bugger off into your bedroom and get ready and stuff, and you'd just leave me in there with the big breakfast on the telly, but next to this stack of Star Trek stuff, and it was like you looked at it, and there was this light, slight glow around the outside, and it's like, ah, so <laughs> annoying, I can't do it because my voice is bugging, but... It was, oh, it was, it was something to behold, it really was. And also then above the TVs, I had all of the uh, ships yeah. and the uh, action figures standing yeah. above there as well. Oh, I remember like it was awesome. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but no, now that it's on DVD, it's taken up so much less room. Yeah. And also, true. I need to uh, download some software, because uh, apparently there's software where you can rip them so that then you can play them on your iPad and iPod as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I need to do that. But uh, no, because I was quite lucky uh, this year for Christmas. My wife got me season five next gen, 
and also Great series, um, yeah. yeah, absolutely brilliant. Don't, don't tell me anything because I'm nearly on that. I'm about to start on that one. I've got one episode left in season four. I just, oh no, my first episode that I had to whack on was in the light. Is that season five? Yeah. Oh yeah. That one. That I, is. Uh, yeah. I yeah that, that, that won some awards, I think, didn't it? And it's yeah. it's, it's going to be one of the first episodes to be released on Blu-ray, this new special pack. Yeah, coming out point as well, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to actually um, mention that in the news as well, because uh, they've uh, just released some more, uh, like, new footage, just, like, promoting the new Blu-ray. Yeah. Promotional Blu-ray of it, like, gives you a little video where you can compare the different qualities. I saw one of them where you can actually see the, um, the, you know, the the alien thing from Encounter Farpoint. It's just taken off from the planet. Yeah. And one of it just looks like this blue blob, but then it's cut in half. So one half's the old definition and the next half's the high definition Blu-ray. And one of the one on the left's like this blue blob, but the one on the right is so detailed. Yeah, I saw that one. I saw that one. It's amazing. It's, It's like, a completely different, uh, a completely different experience. It is. They've really it is. done an amazing job on it. I know, but the problem is now it means that they're going to be wanting you to go and buy it on Blu-ray as well. I know. Well, they've got they've got to keep the money rolling in, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, well, they've bought them all on VHS. Yeah. Oh, now got, buy I've, them on I've, Blu-ray. Well, I've got Blu-ray player, so I think I might have to. Um, well, Christmas. That's just come by. It's birthdays next, isn't it? That's the thing. I <laughs> no, I. I do have a Blu-ray player, but I think I will end up just sticking with my DVDs for a while because, to be honest, uh, it, it's far cheaper and I'd rather get all of the D- DS9, Voyager and Enterprise I'll get, what I'm, sorry, well. what I'm going to do is I'm going to have all of the series on just on normal DVD. Give all the series yeah. on DVD, but I want to get all the films on Blu-ray. Yeah. Because I've got the latest film on Blu-ray and oh, it is... Well, I've got surround sound as well, and it's all—it all just accumulates to a wonderful experience. Yeah, that, that is really—I've got that on Blu-ray, and it's yeah, it's very, very good. It is high quality. It's amazing. Yeah, no, and also luckily I also had a little bit of extra money as well, so I went and finished off my next gen collection. So I've got season six and seven as well. Oh, lovely! So job. now my original series animated and next gen's all sorted out. <laughs> yeah, whereas I need to—I've got two of the next uh, of the Deep Space Nine series. Um, I've got all of the next gens, so I want to do I want to do Deep Space Nine next, I think, because I I love Deep Space Nine. I want to catch up with it. I, that's the thing. When Deep Space Nine first ran, I don't know about you, Mark, but for me, I was so into Next Gen at that point, and also when Next Gen finished and Voyager started, I really I was one hundred percent behind Voyager straight away. But I really struggled at first to actually get into Deep Space Nine, and it wasn't. Yeah, I found that I it, found that a little as well. It, it was just. It was just so different, I think, to to any sort of Star Trek that had come before. They, you know, they won. They weren't on a starship. They were yes. on this Cardassian um, space station. Space station, and there was all these different aliens in as, as regular characters. So it was um, it was a lot more gritty, I think, than the next generation, which was very happy, clappy in places. As much as I love it, um, but there was a little more realism, I think, in, in Deep Space Nine. But it did take a little while for it to get going. That's the thing. Um, For me, you know, I my jump on point was Way of the Warrior. Oh yeah, classic, brilliant. Is, is that the one when Wolf turns up? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it was nice to inject that bit, that you know that little bit of next gen in there. Because to be honest, up until that point, I'd probably only seen about four episodes of uh, DS9. Yeah. For some reason, I just couldn't get into it. But then when Wolf turned up, it was uh, by that point. 
uh, they had already discovered the Dominion. Yeah. And uh, hadn't they? I'm no, pre- I think at that was point... Was it season four that they discovered that point, the Dominion? From what I remember right, if I remember rightly, um, when Worf came on board, the Klingons were there because the Klingons were under the impression that the Cardassians were fight, getting ready for war. And the Klingons were there just to go... What That's they were going right. to do is go and attack Cardassia. And, um, and Worf came on board to try and stop the war as a sort of the Klingon... Um, uh, the they had the Defiant and everything by then as well. Yeah, because yeah, when all the Klingons shot off, they followed on in the Defiant, and then unfortunately it all went tits up between the Federation and the Klingons. I think that's when they started fighting each other. Yeah, but the, uh, but it was really a question of um, when, uh, when Worf came on board, because Worf was being introduced to everybody, yeah. and Worf was settling in, it was like you were there with Worf. Worf was a familiar face from Next yeah. Gen. That you could yeah, go. He, he helped. He helped give that little bit of crossover, as, as as well as Chief O'Brien. He gave that little bit of a link to to those of us who well, are big fans of the next generation. That's a good point because I think Chief O'Brien came out with his shell on Deep Space Nine. He was, oh, he became a real character, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, you know, on on the next generation, he was in. How many episodes? Well, he's in cool, 15, he's been, 20 episodes, but he was yeah. just uh, someone in the background. He's been in quite a few in season four. Yeah, quite a few. Uh, and his character's developing now because he's just got married to Keiko. I was, I was just about to say, yeah. uh, which series is it that Keiko has uh, Molly? Uh, must be five or six. Five or six, I think. Yeah, it's not in this one, but I'll let you know as soon as I get to it. Yeah, no, because, uh, because uh, O'Brien didn't really have as much of a chance to flourish no. uh, on that because, uh, because the Next Generation was brilliant with uh, the core members of the group, but what Deep Space Nine done well was they had such a vast array of uh, like background characters, like the non-regular characters, that really built up the huge feel of the show. Yeah. Like you had your Garax, your Quarks, your uh, like all of the guys that are just roaming about the yeah. station. You might not see the three, four episodes, but when you do see them, you're like, oh, lovely. But Next Gen really didn't have as much of an opportunity for the, the characters like O'Brien's flourish. No, there, there really wasn't the room because the dynamic between the main characters, so Riker, Picard, uh, Data, th- those relationships were very well established, and it was it was a very tight knit group to get into. Um, I, I don't see how they could have fit another main character. They, they had so many. I, I, I just don't think there was any room for a new character to grow. Exactly, but also considering, uh, really, he was uh, there from the get-go as well. He was there at Encounter at Farpoint. Absolutely, yeah. He, he was there at, at the uh, at the yeah. con, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was. But, uh, but also, you do feel sorry for O'Brien because he always looks so bored at the transport room. <laughs> well, you got to <laughs> well, let's face it, it's going to be a pretty boring job, isn't it? You're just standing there waiting for someone to want to beam up or beam down. Can you imagine what his shifts would have been like? Eight hours a day stood there. Oh, no one wants to beam out today. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, but you know that dull, isn't it? On, the, uh, on his stash, he was just watching YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> High-speed downloads. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The thing that gets me, though, is that they, they must have to openly monitor the comm channel, though, because no matter what's going on on the bridge, if all of they could be talking to some diplomat somewhere, if all of a sudden it all goes tits up and they say, oh, we better beam them out, they go, are you ready, Chief? And he goes, oh, yes, I've been monitoring communications and I've got a lock already. I'm just, just waiting for the go. <laughs> He's already there and done it. So it's, That's uh, the thing. He was dedicated to his job. Oh, yeah, I reckon he just knows. 
<laughs> I've got nothing to do. I'll have a listen in what everybody else is doing. Yeah, just, just to see what's going on. Yeah. Here's a transport room's peeping song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, that, well, that's the thing. That dedication really paid off. It, it, got, it got a chief end, uh, chief of operations. Yeah, in the end, yeah. Uh, title. Oh, yeah, it's a big, for, big promotion for him. Yeah, well, in, what did he, in, in fact, he got a huge promotion. Didn't he end up going to teach at Starfleet Company? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But that's the thing. After it, after everything that he had been through over the seven seasons. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And you know that he'd be a brilliant teacher. He, oh, he, yeah. Because like, the way that he treated uh, Roman Nog. Yeah. Like, that, he really was a, a good, like, teaching. Yeah. Uh, at teaching them. Oh, dear. So, but uh, i tell you what, Mark, it's uh, probably time for uh, some news. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, let's, uh, let's get to it. Time for Trek News on the Trekmate Podcast. Um, yeah, over to the news. I, I haven't really got much um, much this week. I mean, it's because it's still the new year, not much has come out. But anybody who is over in Philadelphia um, on May the 4th, the 6th, and uh, June the 9th to the 10th in Nashville, um, Patrick Stewart has been added to two of the conventions. Um it's also going to be joined by Jonathan Frakes and Brent Spiner and Tim Russ. So if you get anywhere in the Philadelphia area at the beginning of May or um, Nashville at the beginning of June, you've got a chance to go along to one of those conventions to see a couple of the stars of the next gen and, uh, and Voyager. And that's brilliant. I, I would love nothing more than to meet Patrick Stewart. No. That, would, that would be brilliant. I would love that. I, I think <laughs> I would mess myself. <laughs> That's the thing. Because I, I, it, it, it's just such a shame that at the moment there isn't any uh, dedicated Star Trek conventions no, in the UK. There needs to be. There needs to be. Because we're missing out. We, we are missing out. I mean, it's, it's, it's an expensive journey to go over to the States for a few days for, for a convention. So, uh, exactly. yeah, we, we definitely need a big convention here in the UK. Yeah. Because I know that there's a, a couple of conventions coming up this summer that have... Uh, a couple of the stars, including Jonathan Frakes. Uh, I think Michael Dawn might be doing one. I'm not sure. Wait, was it Michael Dawn or was it? Um, I'm trying to think who it was. And uh, Jonathan Frakes, uh, Nichelle Nichols, and uh, a couple of others are going to be doing a couple of other conventions. But it would be so nice to have a Star Trek dedicated convention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think we might have to do something about that in the future. Yeah, definitely. I think we need we need to get a petition together. Yeah, that's the thing. I I think uh, uh, if we all pull our resources together, I'm sure we could make it well, make it a reality. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the thing. If we, I tell you what, I'm going to do a bit of research into it, and uh, I might come back to everybody with something in the future. Good, good. Cool. It needs to be done. It needs to be done. Um, only one other little bit of news that I've got, um, which we forgot to mention on the last show. And that was on the December the 28th. Um, it was Nichelle Nichols' birthday. So a very happy oh. birthday to uh, to Nichelle Nichols. Yeah, very happy belated birthday. Yes. Uh, but also um, in the news, they uh, turned around and uh, announced, that, well, the writing team of the new Star Trek film uh, announced that there was hints as to uh, like how the storyline is going to progress in the new film in oh, really? the uh, Star Trek comics that are out at the moment. Ah. Have you uh, read any of the Star Trek comics, Mark? No, I never have, actually. 
uh, yeah, no, well, it's well worth well worth a read. But in the latest ones, what they've been doing, I'm not going to like spoil it for anyone who hasn't uh, read any of the comics. But um, they've been taking the classic tales and been putting a twist on them because obviously it's a new universe and uh, everybody's actually got different uh, ways of thinking. Like Spock's just lost his home world. This in this universe, he's in love with Ahura. So he's, I think, I think he's more. He seems to be more understanding of the human condition, and uh, because they done, they just recently done the uh, uh, the Galileo uh, Seven uh, episode from the original series, yeah. the, where they all crash land, and he makes a lot of uh, different drastic uh, choices that he uh, didn't uh, make. The, where on the original series he made the logical choices. Uh, where in this one he uh, really didn't. So it, it, I, I reckon with the new film, they're going to take a classic... Uh, from what they're saying, I'm getting the feeling that they're going to take a classic episode and really put a spin on it by them making different choices that then affects them drastically oh. in a different way. Oh, okay. now, I was uh, hoping for something original in the new movie. That's the thing. I, I, to be honest, I would love a Klingon story. Yeah, well, yeah, you're you're bloody Klingon at heart, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I I don't want them to revisit Khan. No, no, that that would be a big mistake to try and. I think you know, I think to try and remake Wrath of Khan. Let's you know, let's move on from it. Yeah, as great as Wrath of Khan was, let's have something new. I think I've read other reports that are saying the same thing. Don't don't Khan one, but uh, we wait and see. I think because also they've uh, just announced a few more of the. Um, Actors in the film. Yeah, I was they? reading that online earlier that a couple of uh, somebody, one of the girls from Twenty Four is going to be in it as well, isn't she? Yeah, and the uh, lead guy for I, I don't know his name off the top of my head. The guy who plays Sherlock, Benedict Cumberbatch. That's, That's the one. Right. Uh, Fantastic uh, name. What a brilliant name that is. I did do a double take on it. I mean, my surname's Drinkwater, and I thought that was. His <laughs> <laughs> made me chuckle, and I didn't really think I had the right to. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, he's going to be the main villain, I think, isn't he? Yes, that was that's what the rumour said. So that that really could be quite interesting. So I'm just trying to to picture him and wonder who he could uh, who, yep. who could be playing. Could it be someone like you say from an original episode or you know an entirely new baddie? No, I've just actually just found it on here. It says um, he's being tapped for the main villain of the Star Trek sequel, and uh, and the internet's buzzing about it. But I don't know whether he's going to be a human or an alien, and they set up a poll. Because I've only ever seen uh, a couple of episodes of Sherlock, uh, the uh, BBC drama. No, I've never seen one. But, uh, oh, yeah, they're I, brilliant. They're brilliant. You really should watch them. They're excellent. He, he's really impressive. In Is them. it Sherlock Holmes? Yes. yes. But a, uh, it's a bit of a new spin on it. Yeah. But, yeah, and um, also another British star that is going to be in there is um, the guy who played uh, Mickey, Billy Piper's friend from Doctor Who. Oh, right. Yeah, he uh, he's going to be in there as well. I don't uh, I don't know whether he's going to be a vital role, but he's been announced that he's going to be one of the guest actors. Yeah, and uh, I tell you who I could see um, Benedict Cumberbatch playing. Can you remember Trelane? Yes, Trelane. He was Trelane. He was he was a mega powerful alien who turned out to be well. He was a child, wasn't he? He was. Uh, to be honest, I always I always had this theory when it came to Trelane. Uh, I always felt that he might have actually been a Q. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and I... Uh, that's, someone, that's someone else who uh, the Sherlock guy could play, Q. 
But John yeah. Delancey's knocking on a bit. Well, that's the thing. John Delancey's getting at an age where he, considering Q's meant to be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not meant to exist in any like sort of linear fashion. You can't really have an aging Q. No, no. Unless he decided that uh, that he wanted to, to grow old, to try and experience humanity, which he come up with. But also, Q would have fitted in so well with the original series because the original series had so many. Uh, characters and, you know, that were like, of a higher power sort of status that uh, Q would have fitted in quite well in that sort of uh, frame of uh, reference. Oh, dear. So, but yeah, no, is there uh, anything else going on, Paul? Is that pretty much it at the no, moment? That's, that's pretty much it. I've got no. Yeah, slow news week. It is. It's a very slow news week. <laughs> but still. Uh, uh, but I tell you what isn't. Uh, Slow news week, and that's Trek, mate. No, no. So uh, we uh, we've got a few announcements. Uh, first of all, for everybody who is listening to this podcast right now and expecting a remembering the future after all of our promises of uh, making sure that we get it on this week. Yes, and get it on in time, and make sure we watch the episode, which we have. Yeah, we're we're, we're sad to announce that. Uh, the Sunday Trekmate show will not contain remembering the future. Mm. Yeah, but, but, instead, remembering the future is getting its own podcast. Indeed. Own on a Wednesday, am I right to say? Yeah, we're going to put it out on a Wednesday. So, uh, and we're, we're tossing between the idea of either calling it Trekmate Supplemental or Trekmate Remembering the Future. So what do you think? Yeah. So <laughs> any ideas? If you get it to me by Tuesday, if we have a little vote, <laughs> then, yeah. Uh, if you don't get it to us by Tuesday, then we'll just go on with we decide. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think we're swaying towards Trekmate <laughs> Supplemental at the moment. Yeah, I like that. So uh, yeah, so there's gonna you're gonna be spoiled from now on. You're gonna have uh, two chances to delve into the Trekmate. Uh, well done, uh, join us as we uh, remember the future on Wednesdays now. And uh, this week's episode, just in case anyone who's listening and hasn't watched it yet, uh, we're going to be w- remembering Dr. Bashir, I presume. Well, I think that's right, yes. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, Good episode. Good. I, I think now for three episodes in the same, we're going to be doing Dr. Bashir, I presume. <laughs> yes, but we're, we're finally there. We're finally there, I promise you. We've actually coming. watched it now. Yeah. We're, we're ready it, to go. And I wrote notes. <laughs> yes, yes. I've just remembered it. But, and here's the thing. You you will get it because we need to do it for Wednesday. Otherwise, I'm going to forget. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, from and also uh, we've got a few new sections, and I'm not going to tell you about them because uh, obviously we've got a little bit of space that Remember in the Future used to take up. Enterprise, Lieutenant Uhura here. Okay, well, uh, I suppose we'll start with some shout-outs quickly. Uh, uh, since uh, Mark's on the line, I don't, I don't think I really need to give you a shout-out this week, Mark. No, I don't think that's really necessary this week, but uh, <laughs> thanks anyway. Uh, but so, uh, I'll, I'll start by going through our uh, uh, our Twitter listeners who uh, have tweeted us since the last pod, uh, podcast. I'd just like to say hello to Ben Longland 
uh, he since we had been forgetting to uh, well we hadn't been forgetting we didn't manage to get in the remember in the future he said the only way that he was going to forgive us was if we uh, managed to review elementary dear data at some point in the future well I think that's only fair enough because I love that <laughs> that, that is a cracking episode yeah so uh, I th- I, I'm sure we can fit that in for you Ben and again another example of a good one from is that series 2? Yes. I think it is, isn't it? Because yeah. Dr. Pulaski's in that. That yeah. must be series two. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was. And that's the thing. There are gems in there. There are. It's well worth watching, uh, even if, like, the overall film... Even if Dr. Pulaski is in it. Oh, are, you, are you on the... Uh, oh, oh, Dr. Was Pulaski? that a bit of a... a, bit of a I don't like her, <laughs> No, she, she, she was no... Um, she was no Dr. Crusher, let's put it that way. That's the thing... Uh, in general, I think the consensus is uh, Crusher was a whole lot better, but that's the thing. I'm, I'm a bit on the fence with Pulaski because I I thought, even though she was quite abrupt, uh, I, I thought she was... She had her moments. She, yeah, she, 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 she did have a few moments. Good. I, but all, I, I don't remember seeing her leave the Enterprise. It was just that one episode, all of a sudden, Crusher was back. I don't think they even um, written an explanation for no. it, did they? Not that I can remember. Cause I, I don't think I don't think they did because I think no, because I, I I don't remember seeing anything. No, I episode. Yeah, yeah. Shades of Grey, Shades of Grey, where Riker catches some disease and he has all of these hallucinations of um, mm. with all it's all got little clips from the previous two series. They'd obviously run out of money. <coughs> Excuse me, and decided to make some uh, some awful clip episode. So, no, they never actually explained Pulaski leaving. She was just gone, and um, you roll into series three, yeah. and uh, Doctor Crusher's back. That's what I thought. Cause I thought I'd missed an episode. I actually got up, looked at the DVD box, and followed the episode this down. I thought, well, no, I have just watched that one. So, is this one next? Where's she gone? But also, <laughs> uh, with Shades of Grey, I think uh, I think that coincided as well. There was a writer's strike. Uh, at, the, at that point as well. They're buggers with it. Ah. Really are. Yeah, they, it, so um, uh, they didn't manage to get any... Uh, they thought, rather than just skipping a week, we'll put together a clip episode. Yeah. But, uh, but so, but uh, I think that's digressing a little bit. Yes, uh, as yes. we As we do. Off we go again. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that, that was my fault this time. <laughs> no, no I, I, I blame Ben Longman for uh, his suggestion of uh, us reviewing elementary data. Oh, actually, there is, that is an excellent suggestion. There I is, think that, uh, should, that should be next on the review list. Definitely. Yes, without a doubt. There is one thing that I did forget to mention quickly on the news episode, if I may quickly mm-hmm. just jump back and digress back that way quickly. We, we recently mentioned about uh, the iPhone 4S is Siri, um, the, the, the personal assistant that's on the phone and the fact that... Uh, that uh, Google were trying to bring out their own one called Majel. Now, over Christmas uh, and the New Year period, I decided that it was time I upgraded my phone, and I have got the new iPhone 4S. Ooh. If there are any Trek fans out there who are sitting there with an iPhone 4S, ask Siri to beam you up. It is superb. <laughs> it's, um, I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. But, uh, but yeah, ask it to beam you up. Some of the responses are quite funny. They are, they are. I, I would, uh, I would put it on now, but I think the interference on the phone would, uh, would sort of get in the way. But uh, yeah, Paul, all Paul's been doing all day is showing off his new iPhone. Yeah, talking to it and getting it to do everything. So it's, 
Yeah. Oh, and once you've asked it to beam you up, say thank you and then ask it to marry you. Superb combination. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the emails and the, and the shout outs. Yeah, can okay. I can I carry on now? Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I thought I'd get in there before my voice goes. <laughs> okay, so uh, we also need to say a big hello to uh, at Max Wright, uh, at Mary Cherry 3282, at uh, David KDF, who's a DJ on Trek Radio, uh, and also Laughing Man 616. And uh, at Queen Cat Blue, and she uh, actually asked us a question as well, Paul. She asked us, um, "Have we ever read Strange New Worlds, the book?" No, I, I haven't. It's I think I might have owned it once. You uh, did, but never read it. You did because if I'm right, I can remember the I can remember the cover. Have you ever read uh, the Strange New World books, Mark? I haven't. No, I I did read a lot of um, Star Trek novels as a teenager. I had a huge mm. collection of Next Generation and some original series uh, novels, but I haven't read any for oh, 10, 15 years now. To, to be honest, I think if I was going to read some, uh, Strange New Worlds might be one of the ones that I choose because uh, I think that was the one uh, that was based with uh, Lieutenant Commander Shelby. Oh yeah. Uh, in it. Ah. As well. So, uh, and I have heard good things. So, uh, Queen Cat Blue? No, we haven't, but uh, at some point I may do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, I'd just like to say a uh, shout out to uh, our listeners over at trekradio.net, where we uh, play every Wednesday at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time. So, uh, if anyone who listens to Trekmate wants to chat to any other. Uh, uh, Trek fans, then go over to there. They've got an IRC chat room, and I believe they've also got forums. So, a uh, great place to uh, chat to other Trekkies whilst you're also listening to uh, us do our thing. Uh, but also, uh, I, I tell you, I've been listening the last week. I uh, got introduced via Twitter to a uh, new podcast oh, out yeah. there. Yeah, no, don't worry, Paul, they're not a threat. <laughs> they come in peace. <laughs> shoot the kill, shoot the kill, shoot the kill. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's uh, a Voyager-based podcast. Oh, yeah. you and know, we've spoken about this, haven't we? We have, because um, uh, I don't know, if, uh, have you ever have you ever listened, Mark, to uh, the Gamma Quadrant podcasts? I haven't, no, that's, that's a new one on me. Yeah, no, the Gamma Quadrant podcast uh, basically is a group of guys that review every single episode of uh, Deep Space Nine, and they uh, that is all they do. They just do the reviews of the podcasts, and uh, they're going through the series from like episode one all the way through to the end, and uh, they've been going for quite a while. But our friends over at uh, the Delta Quadrant, uh, they started up in November, as did we, uh, and they are actually going through the entire Voyager season. Oh, superb. And, um, cool. yeah, no, but, uh, I've been listening to that this week and I've been really enjoying it. So if anyone out there is a, a fan of uh, Voyager, it's uh, definitely worth listening to because uh, we love remembering the future. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you're a big fan of Voyager, definitely go over there because the guys over there, uh, JD, Josh, Matt and uh, Charlene, uh, they're really a good combination and they give you a nice little um, they all very much have different opinions on the episodes as well they don't just uh, hum to the same tune mm. so um, it, it gives you a, a lot of uh, nice analysis on uh, the episodes so uh, if anyone wants to listen to that you can either catch them on iTunes or uh, head over to Delta Quadrant Podcast at podomatic.com so uh, 
But no, and uh, they are some uh, great guys, and I know that they've been listening to us as well uh, from our first email, which is from JD, which is a member of the Dallas Quadrant team, and he's wrote, Wayne and Paul, I'm not writing as a co-host of the Dallas Quadrant. This is me writing in as a fan of Trekmate 1701. Nothing but praise can be said about the show you two have put together. I only discovered it before New Year's, thanks to Twitter, so there were only a few episodes to backtrack on and and enjoy. But I'm glad I found the show early in your adventure into podcasting. Uh, Your intro is all kinds of cool. Yeah, we do have Rick to thank for that. And... um, Whoever put that Borg rift together at the beginning is a genius. That's me. That is you, Paul. <laughs> oh, cheers, JD. Thanks very much. <laughs> so that's it. That's a big pat on the back for you. That there, is. Paul. That is. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, and and he continues. Uh, I love hearing the story of how your friendship started on that fateful day in the computer lab in school. Funny how life and fate drops good friends on us sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, not at all. It is a bit. <laughs> and that's the thing, it really is thanks to Trek. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, and anyways, every Sunday I will be looking forward to the new episodes. Proud member of the Trekmate Collective, JD. Ah, now if he's a proud member of the Trekmate Collective, that means he sent us in an audio clip. He hasn't yet, though I'm sure he will. Well, I presume that by signing off proud member of the Trekmate Collective, he wants to be a part of the Collective, so yeah, he but will be sending in his recording. Yeah, but Paul, I, I think you'll, uh, if you go back to the original podcast, I said everyone who even picks up and listens Trekmate, you are a part of this Collective. Oh, yes. We are all-encompassing. We're not, we're not pushing anyone away. Paul, don't worry if you haven't sent in your uh, audio clips, though. Please do. Go to our website yeah, for d- more d- details. D- not okay, so don't worry. If you haven't sent it in yet, it's all right. We won't shout to you, but get it in soon. Yeah, I'm not... I, must, I, I must do that myself, actually. Yes. I, I'm, yet, I'm yet to send you one, so, uh, yeah, let me do that, and I'll, I'll try and get it to you as, uh, as soon as I can. Super. Excellent. And I'm... Uh, I'm putting up the uh, audio clip on the website so, uh, so you can actually read the words and listen to it so you can get it dead set in time. Lovely. And I, Because I just thought that would be a nice little uh, piece to put at the beginning of the show so that then our listeners could then just join in and yeah. like, have like, see, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> you are indeed. Now, oh, before I go on to the next email, I'd like to give one shout out as well, if I may, to, your, you to your good wife, Leanne who, before our recording session today, made some fairy cakes, iced them, and then wrote Trekmate uh, in icing on, on, the, on various cakes and stuff. And they were lovely. And I know that she likes to download the podcast and listen to it. So, Leanne, thank you very much for the cakes. They were delicious. They were very yummy. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, now, I've got... Uh, I've got oh, yeah, so I, I better also say thank you, honey. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to get shouted at you. Not <laughs> yeah, keep, yeah, you want to keep her sweet, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got an email here from Jacqueline. Um, I'll, I'll try and get through it without my voice going, so I apologise. And, and that's the thing, to be honest, I don't know how it fares, because Jacqueline uh, never uh, gives us a uh, short email. No, no, and but... Which is good, which is good. And also, I'm sure, uh, because uh, Jacqueline's one of our very vocal members on the uh, Twitter account as well, I'm sure Mark's uh, run into Jacqueline a couple of times Yes. online. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, go for it, Paul. Yeah, she says, uh, hey, Trekmate, uh, you're getting notes on both episode four and five today. 
So uh, she put some episode four. At the beginning of the pod, it was the best version of The Night Before Christmas she has ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> That's a bit of praise for you there. That's it. I never wrote it. I only found it online. I, I was going to say, like, give a shout out to whoever wrote it, but I couldn't find the author name. So well done to whoever did write it. Yeah. <laughs> um, she put, um, the sound quality is great now. It was well worth the investment. Hilarious about forgetting to turn on your mic, Wayne. That's a tech- technical failure right there. There's um, plenty more where that came oh, from. Oh, without a doubt. And all of the music's brilliant. Rick definitely is as talented as Warp 11. I uh, agree. She puts that Klingon blood was pink, not violet. Just getting her opinion in it. Did you say it was violet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it shows that. how often you listen to our podcast. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> well, I don't see why I should listen to it. I'm in it. <laughs> um... But you should add a poll section to the website. That would be really interesting. That's a good idea. I, uh, I like that idea. And to be honest, I I might try and set one up uh, today or tomorrow to go along with one of our new sections yeah. as well. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, automatic lights. Uh, she's put, I guess they would be terrifying if you didn't know they were there. I did laugh at your misfortune, though. I sincerely apologise, Paul. You should. How rude. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'm always laughing at Paul. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm scarred beyond repair, so don't worry. <laughs> um, philosophical discuss- discussions can get quite violent, even without alcohol involved. Um, I have left class so many times ready to punch a wall. Wayne, I also scare people with my thoughts. You're not alone. On that note, I'm actually doing a double major in philosophy and biology with the hopes of going to veterinary school. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, good luck with that. Yeah, that's a small task to do. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. I, I, that's well beyond my capability. Yeah. Um, she's put, we were talking about uh, You were talking about Klingon for a while, and I think it would be interesting if every week you chose a simple phrase and did a little learn Klingon segment. Even if it's like two minutes long, it'd be worth it. Um, I haven't found the time to learn any Klingon, but as always, I have to make time for Trek, mate. Oh, good girl. Well, um, keep listening. Yes. She put that that trek off was awesome. I couldn't believe how long the tiebreaker went. There were some tense moments there. Oh, tell me about yeah, it. It was quite intense. <laughs> it, it, it was. I was, uh, I, I was uh, yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, she put for episode five, the new intro is amazing. As the other segment intros, Rick, you did an exceptional job. Yeah, no, I've been in contact with Rick Moyer and passed on uh, all of the good comments. Yeah. Brilliant. Because brilliant. He's, he really has done an amazing job. And we're going to try and uh, catch up with Rick at some point soon yes. to get him on the show and uh, just have a chat with him as yeah, well. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Um, she's put that she didn't get any Trek stuff for Christmas this year. Aww. Um, but our Christmas episode was a good enough gift. She thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's put, you are not old. Heck, you're not even middle-aged. Enjoy your young years. Um, she put, if I got number five of a collector's item and it was broken, I would have some sort of psychotic rage fit. I get mad when books I've ordered have a crease in the cover. I can't imagine how you felt. He didn't stop whinging about it for ages. <laughs> so <laughs> It's was, true. That's the thing. I kept waking up in the middle of the night in cold sweat. Yeah. <laughs> um, she sends her condolences, though, even though it happened a while ago. Better late than never, right, she says. Yeah. Um, she put, George Sakai's video made her weak. He is so funny. I'm sick of Twilight, she says, and I agree with him that it really is bad. We star friends do need to knock it out. I like how he emphasises how ridiculous the noti- notion of sparkling vampires are. 
she's put that uh, she recently had a conversation with a friend about how the sparkling is stupid and said only real vampires are cool. That wasn't a proud moment, she put. I quickly realised my mistake, but will never live it down. To be honest, I'd like to uh, take this opportunity to say that uh, even though Twilight might not be for everybody, I I think it's a series that is uh, well worth a watch. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. That's uh, the the thing. George George Takai's video was very funny. Yeah. was very funny. But um, I I don't want to uh, alienate anyone (laughs) out there. So, no, but I... Yeah, Although I, I could watch it once, but the girlfriend wants to watch it over and over and over again. It's like, oh, do you want to watch Twilight? Well, we watched it last So? My memory's not that <laughs> but, but there's a... There's I, I, I get that too. I, uh, last Christmas I bought my wife the uh, the first three movies on Blu-ray, and it's uh, I've seen those movies on a number of occasions. Uh, and well, they're they're not, don't worry, apparently the next one's going to be out on DVD soon. <laughs> Yes, well, she she got her tickets for that. Um, she booked them about two months beforehand, and she was all excited and went with her friends. But I didn't go with her. I, it was one of those occasions. I thought, no, you go off, you go uh, to the go treat yourself, mates, love. Yeah. yeah, go treat yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna stay at home and do something fun. <laughs> yeah, do, do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but still, all you uh, Twilight fans out there, we love you. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you're listening to us. Um, but Jacqueline finishes the email with us that she's going to hold us to re- that remembering the future next week. Ah, oh, Jacqueline, I'd just like to... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, I just looked over at my head and he stuck his headphone up his nose. It was a joint idea that we were going to move the remembering the future to Wednesday, so technically it is still going to be next week. Uh, but she's put that she has no hard feelings about us being late. Family is an important part of the holidays. Um, she put, Happy New Year. May 2012 be full of Trek-related awesomeness. Live long and prosper. Well, thank you for your email, Jackie. Yeah, thank you very much. It's always appreciated. Oh, dear. So, um, but it, actually, that brings up a point. Um, did, did you actually get any uh, other Trek-related presents? I did. I got a Trek-related present. I wasn't expecting one. I got the Haynes technical manual. That's for, brilliant. For all the starships. But, oh, as well, chuff. And that was cool. I, yeah, I know. I really wasn't expecting anything. And I was, and it was from my sister as well, who's never really uh, been into Star Trek or anything. No, but, uh, she, but she is a sci-fi fan, so I'm sure she can appreciate. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, brilliant. And funnily enough, I opened it and uh, I got, got home that evening because my girlfriend had been around her so she came around mine in the evening and I showed her it. She went, oh. I went, what? She goes, oh, I was going to get you that for your birthday. I said, oh, never mind, you'll have to find something else Trek-related. Yeah, but let's face it, she, uh, your birthday's in June. Yes, yes. So I, I am very lucky, I feel, because you've got Christmas uh, at the end of December. My birthday's the 1st of June, so I go six months between presents yeah. and everything. Yeah, she couldn't really use that as a, oh, I was going to get that for you in six months' time. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but actually, good point, good point. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're listening, I don't hold it against you. <laughs> you know she's not. No, I know. <laughs> uh, well, I know in my life this will be the one episode that she decides to try and get into it, <laughs> and she's like, "You what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that way. <laughs> can't see him anymore." Uh, what about yourself, Mark? Did you manage to get any uh, Trek-related goodies at Christmas? I did not. I did not for Christmas or for my birthday. My birthday is is the twenty-first of December, so literally oh. right there before Christmas. So. No, I got a few Star Wars bits, but no, nothing Trek related. Um, uh, I was well, rather, rather disappointed, but uh, there you go. 
that just means that you're going to have to treat yourself. Absolutely. There's, uh, I, might, I might well have to save up and uh, treat myself to the, uh, the, the next generation Blu-ray when that comes that's, out. Uh, that's the thing. That's not far away now. That's only a few weeks. Mm. Very excited for that. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. But um, also, uh, as well as DVDs, my, my wife did manage to get us a uh, Star Trek mug oh, as well. Very nice. Yeah, with uh, Captain uh, Captain Wayne Emery on it. Uh, and also, um, it, it was quite a surprise present, Paul, because my wife got me... Um, first of all, it was this huge box. Huge box. I've unwrapped it and I've uh, opened it up and inside there was another box. Oh, one of those. <laughs> I thought, oh, how far, how far down is this going to go? <laughs> so open up the other box, and inside there was a long box. And inside, this just shows how much my wife has been listening to the podcast. Uh, for Christmas, she uh, got us a uh, tin whistle in D, which is the same tin whistle that they used to record the uh, theme from Inner Light. Oh, love it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, so I've managed to print off the sheet music for it. And now you just practice. And now I'm practicing. It, it might take me a few months, but I'm sure at some point I'll be able to give our listeners a belt out of uh, oh, I look forward to the that. tune from Inner Light. Uh, that'll be good. And be good. That was, to be honest, that was my favourite present this year. Yeah. Because it was only because... It, Leanne had heard me earlier on in the year mentioning that I wanted to get a tin whistle because of this piece of music. But then because she had listened to the podcast, she knew exactly what note to get it in. Yeah. And also then she got me season five of The Next Generation, which had the episode of Inner Light on as well. Very nice. Very, very, very nice gift. Yeah, so she put a lot of thought into it, so I really appreciated it. Oh, dear. But, um, it, Mark, do you speak any Klingon? <laughs> um, other than other than the... the, the the words I've copied from a show. No, I'm I'm afraid I don't speak Klingon. I find that very, um, I find that rather strange that people have actually invented the entire language. It's it's amazing that people have learned to do that. Um, but no, no, the, well, the old word here and there. Well, well, Mark, you might find it slightly strange, but um, you might also find our next seg- segment uh, quite helpful. So here it is. Puny human. Yeah. It is a good day to die. Speak in their native language. They don't bother to learn Klingon. Welcome to Klingon Masterclass. So yes, it's time for the very first Klingon Masterclass. (laughs) Now this is a new segment that I've sprung on everybody. uh, And this is where I'm going to take an opportunity to... uh, help those individuals out there who may suddenly get... Uh, the urge to learn Klingon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, or suddenly stuck on any of the Klingon planets. Well, exactly. I mean, there's nothing worse than getting stuck on a Klingon planet and not knowing where the nearest restaurant is. Or Exactly, exactly. So we want to help people out, just exactly. in case they do get thrown into that. Basic phrases, like I did at school with German. Which way to the bus stop? How much is a pint of beer? Do you remember any of it? Yes. How much is a pint of beer, Paul? Uh, about three pound fifteen. <laughs> 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 okay, well, uh, well, I, I just thought I'd uh, start by saying the Klingons actually have no word for hello, goodbye, or thank you. Oh, no, they they don't bother with the nicety. Straight to the point. Uh, and obviously, that is not because Klingons are rude; it's because they're very direct and to the point. Yes, a bit like South Africans. 
I heard a sudden silence there of everyone not knowing what to say. <laughs> I don't think we have any South African listeners at the moment, but if we do in the future and you're catching up, uh, I, we love you really. Yes, yes. <laughs> Wayne said you were rude, not me. Something direct, all hate mail to Wayne. But <laughs> 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 saying that, Mark's our guest host, we could palm it all off onto him. Well, it was, yeah, that's <laughs> the idea, wasn't it? <laughs> so uh, if you uh, do feel the need to uh, like have any sort of um, uh, introduction in Klingon it would be Nuchnech Nuchnech what do you want? you said it to me yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah which simply means what do you want someone comes up to you Nuchnech 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 yeah well done Paul well done Paul it's quite easy because I've got a raspy throat anyway, so I'm getting a neck. <laughs> That's it, without much effort, really. It just makes me cough. <laughs> and obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, kapala is success. Indeed. Uh, and the first phrase that I thought I would teach you this week is a very important one. It is, nuktak o puchpa e, which means, what was that again? Where is the bathroom? Oh, well, it's a good one to know, isn't it? How do you say that again? Always well, useful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll go through it bit by bit. Uh, the Klingon word for toilet is push, 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 push. And then uh, uh, the actual word for room with toilet in or bathroom is puchpa. 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 And then you've... Uh, uh, also, uh, but you can't forget the o and e because that turns uh, the uh, the Klingon language doesn't have uh, a word for is, so we use o, which is it is. It's uh, and at the end the e like makes it a question. Right. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> and uh, the beginning word nukdak is where. Where. Okay. So you put it all together. You've got. Nook duck. Nook duck. O. O. Puchpa. Puchpa. Eh. Eh. Okay, but you want to, you don't want to at the end, you want to eh. 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 Very abrupt. Eh. So it's nook duck. Nook duck. O. O. Puchpa. Puchpa. Eh. Eh. Okay, so give it a go. Nook duck. O. Puchpa. Eh. Nook duck. O. Puchpa. Eh. Very good, cool. I need to go to the toilet now. <laughs> so uh, so yeah so if anybody ever gets uh, stuck on the Klingon home planet and uh, needs to find the toilet uh, there you go and that is the, uh, the the phrase for this week's Klingon masterclass marvellous so uh, I'll try and find something uh, even more exhilarating <laughs> yeah, for next week's uh, edition and uh but also, that leads us into uh, our new section as well, Paul, which is our topic of the week. Right. Uh, I haven't yet got a uh, jingle for that, so I won't introduce Oh, hang on, hang on. Topic of the week on Trekmate. What's that? I'll get in contact with Rick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the best way to go. <laughs> I, th- I thought that for this week's topic, we could maybe just discuss... Uh, some of the historical bromances in Star Trek. Bromance. 
bromance, like me and you, we have a bromance. Do we? Yeah. The, uh, are you not down with the kids these days? These days, Paul. Apparently not. No, a bromance is a, like a best friend relationship. Oh right, okay. So the first. So uh, so so like for example, uh, 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 O'Brien and Bashir. Yes, they they are a bromance. They are a bromance. Right. They are a bromance. Uh, th- do you know what I like about the relationship that uh, O'Brien and Bashir had? What? It was the fact that at the beginning, Bashir really annoyed O'Brien. Yes, very much so. And at the end, he and still it... really annoyed him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, uh, but uh, the, with uh, them they really did uh, spend so much time uh, together. I think there was even a few comments through the series of uh, how O'Brien like had to stop himself like when he's speaking to Bashir, saying like how he preferred uh, Bashir's company to Keiko's. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there, there were a couple of um, small little things like that that he got away with saying. <laughs> if Keiko had only heard. Oh dear, in oh. trouble. Uh, when you think of bromances, Mark, who, who is your, like, your top people that normally spring to mind? Um, um, well, Kirk and Spock. Yes. Uh, well, to yeah, be honest, yeah. I think there, there, was a, there was a bit of a freeway going on there. Oh, yeah. Bones. Yeah, Bones. Yeah, yeah, Bones would drop in now and again, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, another good one. It's, it's a bit of a strange one, but maybe Data and Geordie. They yeah, no, that's another one. They uh, they were a classic bromance yeah. as well. Because as much as it, I, I think Data and Picard's um, relationship was a, a lot more like father and son. Yes. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And uh, but with Geordie, uh, they they worked so closely together, and they uh, Geordie really did teach him a lot of things when it came to the human condition. Yeah. That's true. And as Data once said, I believe, um, he never knew what a friend was until he met Joe. Yeah, yeah. But it, that is very true. Very true. And uh, they really did, because they uh, also enjoyed uh, going on. So the, way before Bashir and O'Brien, they were uh, lapping, uh, lapping it up on the holodecks. Yes, they were. Playing uh, Sherlock. Sherlock and uh, Dr. Watson. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, no, they... Uh, but also... Uh, with their relationship, I really enjoyed it because uh, you saw them both grow as characters, as well as whilst Data was trying to uh, learn the, the realms of like becoming more human, and Geordie really supported him like in that yeah in that effort, and also whenever Data ever had to have anything done to him, it was always Geordie. It was always Geordie there getting the screwdriver out. Yeah, sticking his hand inside Data's head. And, and also, I suppose that they do turn around and say that you uh, you would tell your doctor things that you wouldn't tell other people. Yeah. And uh, it, since Data doesn't need to go to Crusher, I guess Geordie, that makes him his doctor yeah. as well. Yeah, well, he always has yeah. a purpose, yeah. And, uh, but, uh, but also, um, if you're thinking of, uh, if we look at Voyager, uh, I, I think some of the bromances on there was... Uh, uh, probably Harry Kim and Tom, Tom Paris. Paris. Yeah. And uh, I love that dynamic because it was very much a question of... The goody two-shoes and the bad boy, wasn't it? It was. It, it, it was set off that way from the get-go because yeah. Harry Kim was a very green 
officer. Very green, yeah. Yeah, he was fresh out of the academy, like, uh, dying to impress. Yeah, dying to impress the captain. Didn't even have mud on his shoes, you know. And uh, Tom Paris was, like, fresh out of uh, prison. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But also because... Uh, but Paris really, it, I think it, it was Paris that initially took shining to Harry Kim, though. Because it was like, uh, he stepped in and helped Harry when Quark was gonna uh, take the mick out of him when he was trying to sell him. What was he trying to sell him? It was little trinkets for his mum or something, wasn't it? In, um, uh, in The Caretaker. Oh, what, before they left? Yeah, before they had left, on Deep Space Nine. Oh, I can't remember. It was some, yeah, some some little, some worthless piece of garbage, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was, and uh, he was like, <laughs> but then Harry had sprung the line on Quark that the, the Academy warned me about Ferengi. Quark <laughs> 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 didn't take that very well. I was going to use that to rip him off until <laughs> Paris stepped in. <laughs> But also, all the way through, Paris was always... It was one of the relationships that Paris always was uh, getting Harry in, uh, getting Harry into trouble. Yeah. Yeah, whenever there was trouble and Paris was involved, Harry was there as well. Whether it was a question of uh, where they were starting out and he was trying to get Harry to double-date the Trelawney sisters. Yeah, yeah. Tries. <laughs> How many times did they try and double-date those girls? <laughs> I don't think I don't think they ever did it, did they? I don't no, think they did. No, because Harry was still so committed to no, I've got a girl at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Harris was like, "Look, you're never going to see her again. It's yeah, fine. she's already off with someone else." <laughs> <laughs> but um, but also with uh, Enterprise, uh, you had a uh, uh, trip, uh, trip and Archer, trip and Archer. Yeah, but also a uh, trip also had um. um Oh, what's his name? The skinny one, Armory. Yeah. Um. Um. Of oh, course. Oh, what's his name? Malcolm Reed. That's Malcolm it. Reed. Let's go. God, that was difficult. <laughs> yeah, no, it, no. Trip it very much had two sort of yeah. main friends, but they never really mingled with the three of them. No, no, it was either one or the other, wasn't it? Yeah. I'll tell you another relationship I enjoyed. And I, don't, I don't know if you'd consider this a bromance, but that's another Voyager one, and that's the relationship between Neelix and Tuvok. Yes. Yes, yes definitely. It was very much a sort of... Love-hate. Love-hate, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Neelix loved Tuvok, Tuvok hated Neelix. <laughs> well, of course he's incapable of emotion hates, but... Uh... <laughs> to be honest, I think... Be... No, go on, Mark. I know something he found him rather irritating, and, uh, well, yeah. I don't blame him. Neelix was a little irritating at times. He was. He was. That's, that's the thing. It, it, some people absolutely hate Neelix. But, uh, to be honest, I I don't hate Neelix. I'm, I'm not in that camp. But I can understand what would have irritated people. There, there, I must admit, there were... Especially uh, in the earlier seasons. There were episodes when he just annoyed me. But then there were other episodes when I thought, yeah, you've really developed the character and you're not that much of a pain now. To be honest, I yeah, think... Did, at, at, at the beginning of the series, he was all just very... Um, he was always very happy-go-lucky. And later on, there was there was a few episodes where they sort of delved into his character and you saw another side to Neelix. Yeah. I, I felt that with Neelix, it was a question of... He really came out of himself when he started to distance himself from Kets. Yes, yes, she was Definitely holding a man. Yes. Because 
That's uh, she. He was very over. Jealous. He was overprotective, yeah. over jealous of her. Very much so. And that caused such like friction with some of the other characters. I think that it that really did like set the tone for his character for the initial like season and a half. Yeah. Uh, like two seasons. And uh it, but when he did like start to uh, get away from Kess, that's when he really did come into his own. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I would agree that uh Tuvok and him really had a good relationship that they they even though uh Neelix really did wind him up, by the end of it I think Tuvok did care about Neelix. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was always that sort of thing there, because I like that episode where they did, where I think the bond was probably made, was that Tuvix. And Neelix and Tuvok got combined in that transporter race. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. That so was that, a really good episode. That was. That was a good episode. And um, I, I, I think, you know, the sort of combined personality thing, and I think they might have got to understand each other that little bit in a very intimate way. You felt really sorry for Tuvix, though. Yeah. Because he was such... It, Tuvix, as its own individu- individual character, yeah. was a really good character, because he had all of, like, the sensibilities of uh, Tuvok, but the or, personality... Of Neelix. Yeah. Yeah, it was like an enjoyable Vulcan. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that, that was a brilliant episode, and that's the thing, too. Uh, it was quite sad at the end, because he was like, I don't want to die. Yeah. But uh, I think Janeway made the right call in the end. Yeah. I don't think everyone would agree, but... Well, what was it? The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. That's one person they got rid of, but they got two back. But still, if you go back to my original argument of uh, the transporter, you don't know if anyone really came back. Well, yeah. My head can't take that. Let's not go down that. <laughs> the laryngitis is blocking the brain. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, also, I know it's it's not a, a male relationship, but one very close relationship that I would say definitely need uh, like would need to be included in the list would be Kira Narice and Judzia Dax. Yes, yeah. Because mm. that <laughs> stop drooling, Paul. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was remembering that scene when they both come out of the holodeck and they're all in the um, you know the the uh, medieval sort. The old yeah. cone hats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but no, they really did have such a, a close relationship as well that would have, uh, I reckon it even rivaled uh, Bashir and O'Brien. I think it did. Uh, oh, well, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I think it's very close, that one. Very close, that one. But, uh, it, I, I, to be honest now, I'm just thinking, I miss Danks. Oh, I well, Judzia. Yeah. Yeah. Es- Esri was never the same, was she? No, she tried. That was a wrong decision. What happened there? Did did I've forgotten the actress's name who played Jax? Did she decide he wanted she Terry, had a choice to leave? Yeah. Terry Fab. That's it. Um, yeah, that's a real shame. I think she's a very strong actress. Yeah, I think if they killed her off, I, I think it was a mistake to bring Esri in for. Was it Series 7 she came in? Uh, she, she came in at the end of the Dominion War, didn't she? No, she came, I'm sure she came in uh, no, pretty much straight after uh, Dax had died. It was, it was only what, one episode, two episodes after. Yeah, so that's it's Season that. 6, because... Near the end of Season 6. No, she died about the middle. It was about the middle. It was only just after... Because you had the initial Dominion fights where yeah. they were trying to get back 
uh, the, well, Tarok Nora, as the yeah. Gold Cut have renamed it again. Yeah. And, uh, but they had managed to retake Deep Space Nine, and there was only a couple of episodes after, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then we had the whole Worf and her thing, didn't we, of um, him trying to get his head around the fact that it was Dax, but it's not. The, the thing, I felt that that was a wrong move to try and get Worf to have any sort of romantic feelings towards Esri. We still gave her one, though, didn't he? Yeah. Did he? Yeah, he gave her one. I don't remember that. No, I do. Well, I, 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 I remember the awkwardness after they got up, woke up. Or something. Was it where they, where was they on the planet or something? No, uh, no. or is that a different episode? There was, there, there was an episode. episode of when they would crash to the planet or something. Yeah, and they got very close. But I'm I'm ninety percent sure that they actually did it on Deep Space Nine. Well, I'm going to have to rewatch and yeah, they'll find that. But that email in with the answers if you know, guys. Yeah, because to be honest, with Esri. Uh, she wasn't trained uh, in like being ready to take on a symbiont. No, she, no, she just happened to be on the. Uh, she just happened to be there, didn't she? Yes. Right, place, so, wrong time. And I think I think if she did sleep with Worf, that's probably because she wasn't able to she take herself control. What's going on? Like the previous emotions yeah. that the Dax symbiont would have had from Jadzia. Yeah, and Worf was just around with <laughs> I think Worf still was in mourning even to the end of season seven. Yeah, bless him. But it's I, I felt that with uh, that though they, it, I, I thought that Worf as a character would have been able to differentiate the difference between Jadzia and Esri. Yeah, and I don't think he would have ever bothered trying to pursue Esri. Lovely wedding, though. Beautiful dress. <laughs> <laughs> you would say that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we were looking at the, the, the relationship between Jax and Kira, weren't we? <laughs> Sorry. We were. We were. <coughs> what would you say? Okay, I'll tell you what. Uh, this is one thing that I might actually create uh, a poll for. Okay. For our topic of the week. Wh- who would you say out of all of the series is your favourite romance? It's gonna, I, I, I'm going to go with O'Brien and Bashir. I thought they were great. You know, they go to the pub every night, they play darts. Yeah. That's my sort of thing. <laughs> and <laughs> O'Brien was really understanding when it came to uh, Bashir's, uh, like when it came out that he was genetically enhanced. Yeah. They yes, used, yes. He used to take the piss when they're playing darts, weren't they? Yeah, come on, you, you play like you mean it. Don't don't give me a chance. And then he just chucks it and he just gets like top score and all of it. He's just like, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the thing. No, it was no. Now you stand all the way back there. Oh, that was it. Yeah, you got me to stand <laughs> under the bar, and he's still there. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're still getting them, I'm putting a blindfold on. You. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't uh, wait to get into these. What about yourself, Mark? If you had to choose a, a romance, who would you say was your favourite out of all the series? I, sticking to my next generation, I'd uh, I'd go with Data and Geordie. Yeah. Yeah. It, to be honest. It was such a nice relationship in that Geordie helped Data to explore and, you know, to try and find something human in himself. And, um, you know, as Data, as I said earlier, Data had said he never knew what a friend was until he met Geordie, which I thought was, which is a really touching comment, I think. I think that was, that was the basis of their relationship. It was very sincere. There was like no false pretenses at all. It was like very pure. And, and actually, I think that is also why I'm going to actually go with Data and Geordie. Yeah. As well. 
Yeah, but no, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna look into setting up a poll and putting that on the website. That'd be a good idea. See see who the favourite romance is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I th- I think that'll be a nice uh, way to put in a, a poll in, into the episode. Yeah. So uh, yeah, g- uh, check uh, check our uh, Twitter feed and our website for uh, uh, for details on that. Um, but I guess Paul, it's uh, probably time for this. And now it's time for Name That Track, the weekly quiz where you have to guess a character from the following audio clip. Fascinating. Welcome to Name That Track, guys. Um, as you know, we have uh, been racking our brains to put together a, a number of clips um, for you to try and uh, work out who the character is. And uh, all you need to do is listen very carefully to the clips when we play them for you. And then email in or, or Facebook us or send us a message uh, on many of our different ways of communicating uh, with the answers on. Those answers will then get put onto the leaderboard on the website. And at the end of the 10 weeks, it is 10 weeks, isn't it? It is 10 weeks. It is 10 weeks. At the end of the 10 weeks, what will happen is we will then add up the scores. The person who has got the highest score from knowing that track will get the choice of any Star Trek DVD box set of their choice. Anything ranging from the original series through to Enterprise. One box set of your choice. If you're in America, we'll make sure it's NTSC. If you're over in uh, the UK or anything like that, we'll make sure it's Power. We'll make sure that wherever you are, it'll work for you. Um, but just, just listen very carefully to them. Get your answers in. And even if you don't know all of them, just send it over anyway. If you can only get one or two, those one or two may, 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 may be the difference between you winning and losing. It really does, because at the moment, our... Uh the top person on our leaderboard, I think he's got, uh, it's about eight points, or eight or seven points. So, um, it's not that, if you think we're on episode six now, so yeah. you've got four more chances. If you got every single point today. Well, no, even if you only got two points every single episode up until then, and he got no more. Job done. Yeah, then you, uh, you're joint first. Yeah, and how many clips do we play at time? Is it four? Five. Five, it's five. I should know that. I'll put them together. Uh, well, not well you didn't this week. Not, no, not this week I didn't. But we've got five clips. So, it, like, like, if you listen today and you've got all five, you're only mm. three behind the leader at the moment. Exactly. But also, it's all for good fun as well. Exactly. So it's if, a bit of a giggle. Even if you only want one, uh, even if you only get one, send it in. That one point does count because you never know. Next week, you might do bloody brilliant. Exactly. Exactly, and there's, you know, we've still got a good couple of weeks to go, so, uh, so um, you know, listen very carefully, see if you know what they are. So who, who have we got this week, though? Well, i tell you what, Paul, why don't we say, just say everyone, if anyone's a new listener, yeah. why don't we play them last <coughs> week's clip, Okay. and then we'll give them the answers, just so that they've got an idea of how it goes. Sounds like a plan. Okay, here you go. Complain. Shame. Well, what? Okay, well, I hope that uh, that got your brains thinking, and you might have got a couple of them. Uh, if you did, took us a while. <laughs> yeah, it took us a little while. <laughs> but uh, if you did, then you'll know that the answers were Khan, uh, the Boar Queen, Esri Dax, Q, and Golden Cuts. Not necessarily in that order, but those were your answers there. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that is exactly how the game works. Uh, they'll say either one word, or in this case, in this week's case, I have put a couple that are saying two words, just to make it slightly easier, because I know some people have found it quite hard. Uh, have you managed to get any yet, Mark? 
I've really struggled with these, to be honest. Uh, out of all of them, I've probably got ooh, two or three that I knew for definite. There was, there was a few others which I thought, yeah, um, I think it might be this person, but they're really tough. They, they are they really, tough. really are tough. Well, there's a DVD box set to be won, so you know we can't just it's, give it away to anyone. No, absolutely, it's a <laughs> it's a great prize. It's uh, you know, I, I, the only thing I'd struggle with is is which box set to get because you know there's so many good ones. It's yeah, what do you, go you spend the whole the whole sort of ten seasons, uh, ten se- less uh, episodes trying to work out what the answers are, and then you've got to decide what box set. Boy, if you've only got one box set missing, now it's uh, <laughs> that's the thing. It could be uh, quite, quite easy. Set, yeah. Definitely. Um, so, uh, I suppose we should uh, let people have a chance to uh, have a go at like the uh, game number six of uh, Name That Trek. So, here we go. An intercept course. Talk to me. Accidentally. A psychiatrist. Not funny. Well, I hope... Uh, you managed to get some of them, but just in case you didn't, let's have a second listen. Yeah, let's have a listen. An intercept course. Talk to me. Accidentally. A psychiatrist. Not funny. I don't know. They were quite good. Those are um, <laughs> quietly confident that uh, they should be able to be uh, got quite easily. That's the thing. I, I'm sure most people should be able to get some of them. Um, so, if you do have an answer, even one answer, get in contact with us. Yes, you can, uh, one con- could make all the difference. Exactly. You can uh, find all the details out about that, uh, name that trek by uh, going to our website, which is uh, www.trekmates.org.uk. Or you can uh, catch us on Twitter. We are tr- at trekmate1701 on Twitter. You can even find us on Facebook and uh, send us a direct message on there. We're just Trekmates. Um, oh, also, if you are sending us a, a guest through Facebook or Twitter, make sure it's a direct message or a private message because we don't want your answers getting out into the World Wide Web. Yeah, don't post them on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> or you can even send us a, a message via Skype. We're Trekmate1701 on Skype. Uh, or you can even email us at trekmate1701 at gmail.com. Exactly. And uh, that's also uh, where you can send all of your emails to us if you want us to give you a shout-out earlier in the show, or uh, if you've got some feedback about uh, anything that you might uh, wish to talk about. So um, after that, I guess it's time for for this. Yes. Time for the Trek-Off. Okay, well, as everybody knows, we love playing games we do. on Trek, mate. We do. And that is why we now have a new alliance. We do. Marvellous. Trek, uh, the Trek Off is now being powered by At Trek Trivia. Thanks to our good friends uh, over at Trek Trivia. And uh, Mark, uh, since you are the uh, quiz master that is uh, currently residing with us today, I feel it's only fitting that uh, you should be our quiz master for the day. Okay, thank you very much. uh, But we'd just like to say a very big thank you to uh, you and, is it Anthony? 
It's Anthony, yeah. Yeah, uh, so very big thank you to you and Anthony for all of your support. because yeah, we do appreciate it. We really do appreciate it, and uh, having you guys uh, supplying us the, the trek off the knowledge is going to be Superb. absolutely <laughs> amazing. Oh, it was my pleasure. Well, thanks for having me on the show. It's been uh, it's been very entertaining. I'll t- tell you what, Mark, it, because obviously, as we normally uh, sign off straight after the uh, trek off, uh, I best ask you now. I don't suppose you uh, could hang about for the uh, Remember in the Future on Wednesday, could you? Uh, yeah, what what were you talking about? What episode uh, is Do- it? Doctor Bashir, I presume. <laughs> oh yes, I know it. Yeah, great episode. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. That'd be great. Super. Excellent. Well, we look forward to having you back on Wednesday. So, uh, but I, on that note, I, I suppose it's over to you, Mark. Yes. Okay. So, this week's trek off. First question is for you, Wayne. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Name the ancient alien empire in the Next Generation episode, the Last Outpost. Oh, oh, um, that's a good question. That is a good question. Okay. Oh, the ancient. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this is going. Through. See, I'm trying to get it as well. <laughs> this, this is going because I'm working through. Uh, I'm just. Uh, I'm on season three of the original series now, and I'm just about to jump on to next gen. <laughs> so I'm wishing this question had come a few weeks later. Oh, <laughs> oh it, it is quite a tough one. It's that is a tricky. tough one. You're not being easy with us, no. Oh, oh um, I'm going to have to. No, I can't just quit on the first. <laughs> um, have the question again. Okay, yeah. Can you repeat the question one yeah, more time for us? Name the ancient alien empire in the Next Generation episode, The Last Outpost. That's I, I, I'm having trouble with it. I, my, my brain's starting to hurt. No, but that's the thing. I'm, I'm going to stop trying to think of your one, because I need to, I need to get ready for my question. If it's going to be anything like your one, I need the, to be ready. The thing, the gears in my head are still going, though. I know. Because, I because, because, because um, I'm trying to think that I've only... They've been referenced in something else that I've either read or played recently. No, I'm going to have to give up, uh, concede on that one, Mark. Oh, uh-huh. uh, Okay. Paul, do you know this one? Uh, I'm afraid not. I've, uh, no. I, I can't remember. Okay. Okay. It's Tacon. Oh, so T not... apostrophe K O N. Oh. The Tacon Empire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you rem- if you remember that episode, it's the the one where the Ferengi first show up. Yeah. First Ferengi episode, and they have this uh, alien hologram. I think it is shows up. Who <laughs> was uh, a member of uh, this ancient Tacon Empire? That was a little evil, wasn't it? That, that's quite a tricky question, that. That is, that is very... That, that is the level, just so the listeners know, that is the sort of level we have generally on Trek Trivia. Um, we, have, we, have some, we have some truly amazing people um, who come onto the quizzes, and their knowledge is, is really quite encyclopedic. I'm a little um, bit so that they are quite tough, a lot of the questions. We, we might get completely annihilated. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. Paul's wiping his brow yeah. oh. just being like, thank God that wasn't mine. Oh, I'm, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to decide I'm going to lose my voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul's playing the illness card. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. Right. Okay then, Paul. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's give you your question then. Right. You're, you're ready? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Name the ship Riker was offered uh, command of in the Best of Both Worlds Part 1. Um, 
God. Hang on. Uh, I've just watched a load of episodes where he keeps getting offered ships and uh, he keeps turning them down. He never takes them, does he? No, no, no. Well, he did eventually. Well, he, oh, he did eventually. Took yeah. his bloody time, though, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only took him 11 movies. I yeah. think I think he just realised he was never going to get the Enterprise and thought, oh, sod it, I'll, I'll, I'll just have to take this. Yeah. No. He, he was just waiting for Picard to either retire or cop it. Now, I should yeah. get this, because I've just watched the best of both worlds about a fortnight ago. Because um, the, the old Admiral walks into Picard and said, what's he doing? You know, and there's younger people coming in. Um, and the old, yeah, that, that other woman, Shelby, was there. And she, yeah. was, after, yeah. she was after his job. Um because she was like, you should take that, and then I'll have your job. Yeah, she goes, to be honest, Commander, you're in my way. And what was the name of the bloody ship? It's been offered the... the um, oh, Christ. Because it was then destroyed. Most yes. likely, you didn't take yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you lucky, didn't it? But what was the name of the... Oh, God. Um, oh, it's on the tip of my... Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. You know, when it's just... What syllable is it starting with? Well, I don't know. Someone's telling me it's a D, but I'm unsure. Um, uh, oh, I can't keep going on like this. Um, hang on, hang on. No, this isn't making exciting... This isn't making it. People are going to be going up. Come on, hurry up. <laughs> uh, oh. Um, I'll have to pass. I know... Yeah, just take a guess at any like ship name. In anything, go on, give it a go. No, because I don't, I don't want it. I need to say the one it is, and it's it's just there, and I can't just. Um, uh, he's been up in the. Oh, I said a surrogate. I know it's not a surrogate. But I just thought it started with a D, but it's not the Dauntless. No, I, I don't would know. it be would it be unfair if I gave him a clue, Wayne? Can I give him a clue? Go on then, give him a clue. Um, city name. Uh, was it the Denver? No. No. Do you know? Do you know this? Okay. I was going to say. I was going to say. If it, it, is, is it a D? No. No, go on then, Mark. Go on. Go on. It was the USS Melbourne. Oh, of course oh. it was. Oh, I feel like <laughs> such a wally. <laughs> you are. Yeah. <laughs> but I knew it. Later, just. Later destroyed at the Wolf 359. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. the thing. It's lucky he didn't take the command. No, exactly. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. It's, 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 nil, nil. it's a clear, clean slate at the moment. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, Wayne. Your second question. Name the reptilian species on the Voyager episode Distant Origin. Yeah. Oh. Do you know this one? Okay. Uh, Voyager, I haven't watched fully in about eight years. Oh, oh, oh. I like so, the fact that the excuses are coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting them in early there. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. <laughs> Distant origin. I know... Sorry. Is it... Is it... The, is, no, that's not the one. Okay. For some reason, I started thinking of when uh, Janeway and Paris started do, yeah, like, I, evolving, but that was because they were on the Delta Flyer going yeah. above Warp 10, weren't it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um... Okay, the lizard species. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a guess at. Uh, uh, oh, oh, oh. 
fishy gecko people. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to have to concede on that. Do you know this one, Paul? No, no, I can't think of it now. <laughs> okay. That was the, the Voth. Oh, Voth it was. Yeah. I'm trying they, to put my brain power for mine at the moment. Exactly. Yeah, they were evolved from, uh, from dinosaurs that were taken from Earth. Oh. That's right. Great episode. It's a great episode because they um, they have one of their scientists and he and he says um, they have this theory that uh, they evolved on a on a planet on the other side of the galaxy and um, they find out Voyager reconstructs their hmm. DNA or does whatever they do and it turns out they're um, descended from some form of dinosaur. That was a brilliant episode. Was that like yeah. season five episode? Oh, I think it's I think it's a bit earlier than that. Um, I'll have to check. I think it's about season two or season three. Uh, yeah, no, that was a really good episode. I'm I, I'm having trouble remembering that one. No, I I know that one. That was a really okay. good episode. Really, really good. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're Go on. I need to, I need to get at least one. I need to okay. Get... Um, okay, Paul. Your question's coming up. Right. So. Okay. Chief O'Brien hates Cardassians. Yep. Why? He doesn't hate them because of the battles that they were in. They hate he hates Cardassians because of what they turned him into. Which is uh, a murderer. Oh, spot on. <laughs> oh, well, well done. done. <laughs> that was well brilliantly done. answered. Thank you very yeah. much. He uh, he mistakenly killed a Cardassian. He thought his phaser was on stun, but it was on uh, on the full setting. Yeah, yeah, and he vaporized him and. Uh, because it was on one of the Next Generation episodes. Where they it hate Cardassians hated the fact that he became a killer because of... Yeah. And, he, and he popped off at one of them in the uh, in the turbo lift. They were going down towards 10 forward and one of them said, oh, do you want to come for a drink? And he said, oh, I don't want to go for a drink with you and all that lot. Yeah. And, and he apologised later on in 10 forward and he says, it's not you I hate. It's because of you what I became. And uh, and, and then he left. It was very poignant, actually. I thought it was very well done. Yeah, nice but that's one for me. Well done, one nil. Ah. Okay. Okay, Wayne. Right, another question for you. This is your. Uh, this is your third question. <laughs> your third and final question. So. Uh, I'm feeling really quite... need, You really need to get this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Picard once shared what beverage with. Oh, sorry. You cut out slightly there, Mark. Oh, sorry. That. Uh, Picard once shared a beverage. With Captain Scott, what beverage was that? Okay, uh, I'm I'm getting a feeling it was probably Romulan ale. Wait, no, it was okay because because Ten Forward didn't have real scotch. Picard had a bottle put aside by Guinan of was it Tarkadian whiskey? Um, Wait. You're right with you're right with the whiskey. Um, oh, oh, um, oh, uh, we're going to be going back to doing well, when you were going, Lieutenant So and So, Captain So and So, Commander. Co- <laughs> okay then, uh, okay, uh, okay then. So it's a type of whiskey. Um, I'm gonna. That's the thing. At least I know what I'm talking about. Half. <laughs> this time round. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, it's Relics, it's Scotty, who wants a real drink. Picard gives him. I'm trying to think. I'm assuming it's some species uh, whis- uh, whiskey. 
Um, human whiskey. Yeah, it's not human whiskey. It's the name of a an alien. I don't know if they're a species. It's certainly the name of an alien planet. Oh, okay. Okay, it's not going to be Cardassian. It's okay. Now I'm not thinking it's Romulan now, because Romulan is like Romulan ale. It's um okay um. <laughs> uh, okay, Paul's got this huge grin on his face thinking, I've won this week to check off. <laughs> um, okay, it is going to be... Tarkadian really struck me straight away. Yeah. It, it, like, that sounded right. Um, okay, um, okay, I've got to get an answer quick, otherwise people are going to get bored. Um, okay, I'm going to guess... That it's going to be I don't know, Andorian. Close. It's Aldebaran whiskey. Aldebaran whiskey. I wouldn't have thought. Oh. <coughs> anyway, let's see if I can win by two. That's the thing. Paul's definitely won, but let's see. <coughs> let's let's go for this final question. Okay, Paul, can you name the ship that Seven's parents used to travel into the Delta Quadrant? Was it the Raven? Oh, yes. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> I even got excited because I knew that one. <laughs> that, that, that one was a little bit easier. Oh, I like that one. I like oh, that I one. No, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us yeah, this week. Brilliant. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's been, uh, it's been loads of fun, so uh, th- thank you for having me on. Uh, absolutely brilliant. And uh, as you know, mate, that's Trek, mate.
listening to the Trekmate Podcast. Would you like to get a hold of us? Visit trekmate.podbean.com and boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses. I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9.